This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those difficult moments with some well-known guests. I'm Giles Paley-Phillips and with me on my right-hand side, no. Yeah. Yeah. My right-hand man. <laughs> Great start. My right-hand I man. I am literally a right-hand man. Yeah. Uh, is James Daw Daly. Correct. Before, that's my yeah. official name. Yeah. yeah. The old stage name, Jim Daly. So I'll call you by your other name, which you, isn't as good. Do you know what? It's nice being called my normal name. I'm, yeah. only, I'm only that on Facebook. We haven't officially changed our names do yet. Do your but... parents call you James? Yes. My parents, Always. my wife, and my mother-in-law. Oh, so your wife does as well. So, yeah. But everyone else is not so significant in your life as Jim. <laughs> yeah. If someone calls me Jim, I'm like, peasant. Yeah. Get away from me. Oh. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm good. I'm actually, yeah, really good, actually, today. Um, it's quite a misty day in London today. It's quite it is a bit misty. Really. Um, Maria is not sleeping at the moment. So, okay, so um, you're tired. We're sort of, Miranda and I are both sort of tired and wired. Yeah. At the same time from that, as you know, from, from not getting much sleep, it does funny things to you. It does. I used to hallucinate. Oh, okay. I remember coming back on a bus once and from Brighton. Were you really on the bus? Really? I was on a bus. Okay. I was genuinely on the bus, but I did start hallucinating. The wow. people were talking to me. People on the bus were talking to you? Yeah. And did you respond? And I, I remember like kind of coming to and I was literally sitting on my own. Wow. Very weird. And but in, that was tired. In the hallucination, did you say, were you responding? Oh, well, I felt like I was talking out loud, you see, which I think is what jumped me back yes. into reality. Maybe you did. Maybe the, I, bu- I maybe the bus driver was so like, basically oh my I was, God, I'm driving this guy. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, basically I was that guy on the bus going, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, like, just like <laughs> rambling. Wow. Um, I'm not asleep. I'm awake. <laughs> Um, it does. No, but you're right. Sleep deprivation does do, it does. does do funny things to you. And it is a it form does. of torture as well, actually. It is. It is. Places. I haven't been sleeping my life. I've had, I've had quite a bad cold. Um, and so, so, time yeah. so, yeah. I think the whole family had had it, and I thought, I've gotten away with it. 
and you then never three get, weeks you later, never get three away weeks later oh, I get it yeah. and I seem to have had it worse than them it was like some, some, some like sort of extra powerful strain mm. has come out because you're me. just more committed to the cold I'm more committed yeah. Yeah. I like to go full in <laughs> yeah you do yeah, I like to be bed bound and actually <laughs> you uh, commit yourself to hospital <laughs> yeah. honestly I need to be speaking of hospital actually oh, got, what a brilliant do you know what? I didn't segue. even do it on purpose that just, that just happened. I know it's happened um, nothing I do is on purpose um, we've got Simon Brookin today the brilliant Simon Brookin aka Lee Nelson Look, you said that and there was a huge cheer outside now they're whether applauding. that was I don't know if you can hear this but they're applauding outside yeah we probably so. can't hear it's probably because we're in a soundproof room well, maybe he's, <laughs> he's still out there doing yeah. something funny for them yeah um A.K.A. Lee Nelson, brilliant character comedian. And who, Jason Bent, who, one of his other characters. Yes, indeed. And we, Iraqi Doctor. The <laughs> Iraqi Doctor. And he's talk, he talks on the pod about sort of uh, going into to stand-up as well, but famously a former doctor as well. Yes, Hence yeah, why he's the yeah. hospital uh, yeah, Bring it back round to why, <laughs> why you started talking about him at that point. Yeah, brilliant. It was so nice to sit down with Simon, who's obviously just going out on tour as himself, you know, yeah. not in character, yeah. and um, taking that leap. So it's I quite guess. a good time to get him on, actually, because he's yeah. doing that transition from character yeah, to yeah. stand He talks a lot about kind of the, the doing that, but as a famous person already, rather than yes. someone like me who started doing it as a, as a nobody and still yeah. is a nobody. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, do yourself down. Then dude. it's really interesting hearing him, hear him talk about that. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it was great. And it was a great chat. And um, really nice for Simon sort of ripped us a little bit during it was, the was Do you know what? It was, it it was, was actually really, really yeah. good. It was good. It was yeah. one of, it's one of those pods, actually, speaking yeah. of sleep deprivation. I'd have to admit that we weren't on top. We weren't on top, top four. But uh, he was. Uh, yeah, he and was. that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Should we just go straight into it? I think we should. All right, here is Simon Brockin on The Blank Podcast. Okay, right. We're here. Do we're ready. We are ready. We're rolling. Yes. We've been calling for the last... It's been an interesting day so far. Already. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's been a bit mad. I've been on, stuck on a train. We had a fire alarm. Uh, we've had a fire alarm. I mean, what else is it's there It's been eventful, shall we say. Local travel news will be <laughs> going absolutely wild with a double whammy of a line delay and a, and a fire alarm. <laughs> so apologies for that, everybody. It wasn't your fault. No, I'm unless not you push the dude on no, the line. I didn't, I didn't know. And set fire to the building. <laughs> you don't yeah, need to yeah. apologise. Classic no, Giles. Um, <laughs> pranks. <laughs> pranks. So I'm Brockin. Welcome to the Blank Podcast. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> yeah. How's things? How, what have you been up to? I have been um, on a journey, guys. Oh, okay. um, have you? So Here we go. Discovering myself. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so what I've been doing, essentially... Um, I am about to embark on a tour, a big yeah. national tour. As you? Is, as me, which yeah. is the exciting, mm. crazy, new, fun, different thing for yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, always done characters. Predominantly, people know me as Lee Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get stopped on the street and abused, it's normally under the guise <laughs> of Lee. Um, and um, uh, many pranks. As, you yeah, know, of course, often yeah, been yeah. arrested as Lee Nelson as well. Uh, <laughs> and then this, I was like, you know, oh, sorry, how, how does that work then? Well, did, sorry, so yeah, did yeah, you yeah. have to write a charge sheet out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. You just they arrest you, put you in your cell, and then you go. Um, I'm out of character now. Yeah. Out. <laughs> exactly. My character's still in there, <laughs> and he's very help, sorry. Help. <laughs> I'm gutted to be in here spiritually. Um, and then you just slip out. Great. Little legal loophole. There. Yeah, yeah. All would, would be crooks. Um, so there was this thing. I've always done characters. Um, from the moment I've stepped on stage, it's been... You know, well, the first one was Lee. That was the mm. very first time I stepped on stage was, was Lee. Um, and... 
you know, doing stuff as myself just never occurred to me. It's just, well, that's not what I do. Mm. Uh, and then suddenly, not suddenly, but slowly doing the characters and doing the stunts. And then the more I did the stunts, the less they were kind of in character. And then mm. I was like, this feels just like the right time. Yeah. And that has been the journey. <laughs> went up to Edinburgh Festival. That went great. And this show, plus an extra, you know, half hour, whatever it is, because Edinburgh shows are like 50 minutes, <laughs> is the tour. And that's... That's, that's, where that's, that's where I'm excited. I had a warm-up show last night uh, in a little theatre. It's good. Feels good. Does yeah, it feel, sorry, Charles. Does it feel, does it feel different? Because mm. obviously when you're doing character oh comedy, God, I so guess you're different. kind of behind the character. And I now mean, obviously stand-up, as we know, is very naked. Well, it's a coat of armour in a way, isn't it? You can... Yeah. It's, um, it's cliched to say, <laughs> but yes, that is exactly how it feels. It does feel like... Um, and, uh, you know, for me, just easier to step in to someone else's skin, you know, be them, act like them, write for them. And then suddenly just tearing that away. And it's just, oh, my God. And it uh, was it's been the hardest thing I think I've done in my life. <laughs> um, Have you always wanted just, to do stand up, though? You, no, it was never. You just suddenly thought, oh, actually. Character. Yeah, because you... You guys interrupt each other a lot just oh, yeah, to say, no, I don't know what that is. You've done this before? No. Maybe you could streamline it just to one of you. We don't normally... Uh, the alternate but... weeks. I think it's the fire alarm. Gets, it's just... It's, it's just, messed up. It's, it's messed, messed everything, everything, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Well, that well, was, that was good. Now. I'll that shut was, up. You really made up for everything yeah. there oh, by saying that sentence at the same oh, time. God. That was podcast double interviewee-tastic. Right. I'm going to stop talking. Charles. Well, no, I was going to say, because your background was obviously... Did we do it in, like, theatre thing where they have the ball? Like, guys? Um, it's my turn now. Maybe. I'm kind of this angry dragon who's recently been let down, obviously questioning my sexuality. Um, Maybe we should do that. We should do that. We should have a, a ball for the... Anyway, carry on. No, I was going to say, well, because your background was medicine. You, that's what you studied, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I was a doctor. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I was a doctor. So um, with the whole Chinese flu thing... Give me a call, guys. Yeah. Contact my a- agent now, obviously, because okay, yeah, I'm yeah. a little pricier. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay it. I don't care. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's what I did. I studied. You know, it was it was hard. Um, you know, some some of my mates they just sat on their bed. They just read the book. They just read the textbook. Just so you know, there's clever people who just read. First of all, reading already mm. for me is like wow, you're doing what? <laughs> but then they're just reading these books, just absorbing. Everything just sat there, like with the door open, with music on, and I'm like looking at them, and they just, just take it. I'm like, I have to just seal the door, like silence. I need four hour run in time for focus, then like 20 minutes, then about, and I'm like just, ah, making notes and highlights. And so it, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, loved it, loved the well, I loved uh, being a student because who wouldn't? And then you get more years of it as a, mm. as a medical student, very true. So if you like being a student. Do what I did, just yeah. keep at it, and then another drop out loophole. At the end. <laughs> another loop, yeah. <laughs> of course, I did another five years in character, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, and then the actual being the doctor thing is probably the least fun of it all. I think it would be fun eventually, like when you're a consultant or something, yeah. and then you get to kind of be, you know, set the tone, call the shots, make some decisions. But as junior doctor, and you have to be, I get it, because you're just starting, you're just learning, mm. but you're just being a bit of a dog's body, taking mm. blood, taking everyone's crap, having, you know, just being so um, killing people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not on purpose, <laughs> not, I'm not. Jesus, what do you think I am? I'm not malicious. I did not mean to kill them. <laughs> It just happens. But was I guess comedy was um, an outlet, though. 
during um, that time, was it? For their families. <laughs> yeah. It was. They found solace. Um, in your character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, guys, uh, have you seen this? No, yeah. not too I've got soon. some bad news. We're going to do it in the character <laughs> of the Fat <laughs> yeah. Controller. Well, actually, one of my original characters was this doctor who did used to break bad news in a... In, um, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yes. It's um, quite dark. Which is, which is, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, um, what was it? It was always breaking bad news. It was always this part of this daytime um, TV show. You know, those medical things that used to be on yeah, TV. Yeah. It was definitely, you know, breaking bad news. Uh, and it'd be like, this week I'm going to use an analogy, you know. And uh, Mrs. Dowdswell, um, imagine your body as a car. Um, and I've opened the bonnet, and your engine is riddled with cancer. <laughs> so, the, so, the, um, so, the, um, I can't remember what the question was. I'm just me, talking. Me no, was, <laughs> does anyone remember what the question was? It was was was. Uh, the what comedy. are we doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. Only, what is this? In, we still don't know. Locked in. No, it was was the comedy? Did, did that become an outlet for you? From obviously oh, right, from, the, yes. from that from doing something so pressurized and intense was comedy something that you could I was just always funny yeah. it was never something I thought I'm gonna this is I never really thought you can do, I just was funny um and then um pr- yeah it probably did cross my mind um when I started so I don't know age 20 odd or something start thinking oh yeah people hmm. and then I um I remember seeing um Sasha Baron Cohen doing his Ali G stuff mm. and thought, oh my god, I'm, I'm pretending to be someone else and making mm. and tricking people on my nights out with mates. This is what, I, but you're on the television doing it. Wow, that's cool. And that kind of then seeded the mind. Oh right, right. So you can, um, I, I get it now. You can actually be funny and do that and be on the television. And that um, it was always character stuff. I, I always wanted a right. Um, and get on and do it, but you'd get back and just be... The, uh, the time I started properly thinking about it was that year when I was being a doctor. All the other times I was just messing about, I wasn't really thinking, um, let's make something of it. But then it started seeding in my mind. I nearly actually didn't even do that year as a doctor. Um, comedy and the ongoing court cases with the, <laughs> with the various bereavements as a medical student. No, but the... the, the um, it was just, I remember getting back night after night going, let me do some writing and just being, I just can hardly open my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, and then and then decided at the end of that year, I'm just going to just go for it. And had no idea what I was doing. You understand, like, I wasn't... An, I, I, had, I didn't watch stand-up. I had seen the odd thing on television. And I was just like, oh, I can sort of do that. And then stopped medicine, went down, and I, I'm, I'm now going to be a comedian. <laughs> you don't it's need a fairly any, big decision. You, you don't need any qualifications, do you? It's like a breath of fresh air. No exams. You can just call yourself. It's a bit like a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, who's checking could, those yeah, guys? <laughs> so, what were those first gigs like, though? I guess you went out. Were you, did you start gigging straight away? So the very first thing I did was um, I put get gigging stand up wasn't even in okay. my mind. It was doing characters, and I put some characters together on tape, sent them around. I remember going around London on my BMX uh, and dropping in um, some VHSs. Around to the old school. Yeah. Well, these kind of VHSs remained in the. Um, they were still. A, do you remember? They, mm. Everyone had yeah, them yeah, on yeah. the on the on the underneath their telly in in production companies. I didn't know what I was doing. I was dropping these in. I was looking down this book to see which um, which production companies do comedy, 
And then one of the places I dropped in, it was Channel 4, obviously. You know, yeah. I like looking up Channel 4. Yeah, they do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dropped it in. And then with like a really formal letter saying, Dear sir, because all I'd known was formality. Yeah. All I'd known was... medical jargon. It? Ex- ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need to examine you. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was a really formal letter saying, I've been a doctor and I'm now wanting to enter this world. What, do I, what qualifications do I need? And yeah. I got a phone call from... Uh, um, Robert Popper, who was like one of the commissioning editors of Channel 4, was like, oh, I love this, this is hilarious. Coming from eating, coming from eating, goes, Well, how do you want to be on television? I'm like, uh, Yeah, cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I was like, But he's like, Who's your agent? I go, I, uh, Age, and I'm not a footballer. <laughs> uh, and he goes, Well, um, I'll make a call for you. And then he contacted his agent. He was thinking, Yes. Exactly. No exactly. <laughs> I can get a lot out of this That's guy. That's right. think about that, actually. It was, um, uh, the, the fee for the Channel 4 thing was more kind of work experience. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think he saw, I think I might be able to get away with not paying this dude. Yeah, yeah. He was an uh, agent, huh? So there is a bit of a fee for you to go on TV that you have to pay up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I totally would have paid. Yeah. I totally would have paid. Um, and, and, and f- I did this show called From Bad Dad to Balam, which was me as this Iraqi doctor who had travelled from um, um, from from Baghdad, um, and he couldn't quali- he couldn't practice in England because he right, yeah. didn't have the qualifications. Because and so he was just left to getting odd jobs here and there, busking on the tube, um, doing street performance stuff, and these cameras just followed me around. I don't think it was very funny. Um, and what was even funnier was that in the papers, it was in that slot just after the the news. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm. I think, five minutes. Do you remember, 7.55 after the news yeah, on Channel yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always serious. And then suddenly I was doing comedy and it was called from Baghdad to Balam and no one had ever heard of me. So everyone just treated it as if it was a serious show. <laughs> so the main previews that I got were in the Iraqi papers. And I think there used to be, I don't know where there still is, I'm sure it's probably gone online now, an Iraqi newspaper to the Iraqi community in Britain and they were like you must check out this arduous <laughs> journey of this doctor who's come from Baghdad and has managed to settle in South London a real champion for the community I'm like oh my god were they saying it's all so funny no, no. <laughs> I, fortunately I don't think they'd seen it at that stage as a preview they'd just seen the right. title right um, but yeah now I look back yeah, they actually probably had watched it and didn't find it funny and were still like, please watch this incredible show. I'm like, dude, it's, it's... Well, at least it means your character was good. Your oh, character yeah, was exactly, believable. exactly. Yeah. I stayed in character to the point of not even breaking into comedy. <laughs> uh, so, so that was like the first early no idea what I'm doing break. And then... Well, that's amazing, though, because I think a lot of people wait for their break to happen or wait for something to happen. And you just like went there. Just, just did it. Yeah, just did it. And it, just broke. And it happened really quickly. And then I just broke America and that was it. <laughs> that <laughs> easy. <laughs> Getting interviews on shows all around the world as this Iraqi doctor. No comedy. Just tell us yeah. about your journey. <laughs> so then I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. That was just a break. It was a break, but it was a false break. It was a, what's a false break called? I don't know. Um, You're the doctor. Uh, oh, nice. Um, uh, a false break. Um, yeah. Uh, someone who wants to not go to work. I don't know. <laughs> know that well. Um, so after that, I, I still didn't know what I was doing. I'd been on telly. It didn't make any impact. I had this agent who was basically just saying, yeah, we'll sign you. He never didn't know anything about me. It's just when Channel 4 phone and go, do you want to sign someone? They're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I then... Um, 
I went up to the Edinburgh Festival. I remember starting to sort of go, oh, stand-up comedy. And then I went up to the Edinburgh Festival just for a few days, and that just blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. this is where every comedian in the world is. Wow. And they're all talking into microphones and making people laugh. And um, that, was ama- that, was, that was amazing. Um, so did, yeah, did you start soaking up comedy? Soaking up comedy, just getting annoyed yeah. at everyone for being funnier than me. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to a show with my girlfriend at the time, and she was just laughing just hysterically at Ben Wilbond, who was a phenomenal character comedian. And um, I was just like, just stop, stop, <laughs> stop yeah. laughing, okay? <laughs> yeah, Ben Wilbond's amazing. He does this character, this posh character who just, um, um, what, yeah, Alberoni. Do you remember he used to go to Alberoni instead of Alba One? Alberoni, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just like, oh, wow, this is, this is comedy. This is where mm. it's at. This is so stand. And then I started doing Lee uh, on stage, and that just worked. That clicked straight away. I think with a character, it's like something that is, um, you can set it up quicker and it can be quicker and it burns brightly, but it's, it's, um, it, it then you need to keep. I was always writing with Lee, and this is part of the reason why I started changing. I obviously, had years and years and years of success uh, and well, good show and well, funny people and mm. tours. But then after a while, it's sort of diminishing circles. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, someone like Alan Partridge um, has managed to grow and grow and sort of. Uh, but with Lee, it was always such a small outlook on this. You know, council estate vibe, and, yeah. and, and 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 it was never really a. It was always his personality that shone through, but it was um, I put him in a suit, and because uh, it was like well, he's been on TV for three series, he's been mm. on like the Apollo, he's hosted like why he would wear a suit now. Yeah, yeah. That always shifted him a little bit, and that was probably the first break of me thinking I want to get a bit of me into mm. him. Not that I ever wear a suit, but just that slight. Chilling out of the yeah. character, and um, um, and uh, but is, is it as a character? Is it do you get frustrated that people are they love the character but they don't really know you? Because when you're doing stand up, obviously, you're talking about yourself and you're, you're bearing yourself on stage, and people get to know you but as but a character. Do you sort of feel like oh, people aren't really getting to know me? Well, I never really wanted people to know me, and part of it is about being comfortable in one's own skin mm. and like this doing stuff as me out of character it's been like a sort of comedy version of coming out because suddenly you're actually going this is who i really am whereas previously i was super happy hiding Mm. because i didn't want i wasn't comfortable in my own skin and that's been the kind of that's been why it's so hard and why it's so rewarding so it feels like I'm on sort of uh, one of those life courses as well. Okay, guys, <laughs> exercise tell me you should walk in the middle of the road and just shout, I am me. <laughs> um, so I, I was I didn't want it. I was the opposite. I wanted to not be no, I wanted people just to, you know, view me through the characters. Mm. So um, um so yeah, it is like as as you started this whole thing, it is like stepping into a, well, I can't remember what you said as the armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is kind of now, it's more interesting because you can talk, go anywhere, talk about anything, still got to be as funny, mm, but yeah. you can now explore the stuff that means something to you. I always wanted the stuff yeah. as me to not be something that just Lee could say yeah, yeah. Like, with a slightly posher accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's taken you, obviously, it's taken you quite a few years to get to that, that point where you feel comfortable doing that. Two years. Two years. Um, was, I first stepped on stage um, in December 
what would it 2018 2017 is that two years that would be about two mm. two years well um you can see why i struggled on a medical degree <laughs> uh, it's your blood pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just numbers numbers um uh, at the downstairs the king's head yeah Croucher, and it was just really, and it has been. Look, part of stand up is just an apprenticeship anyway. And what you don't see is when people are already well known in stand up, they've gone through all of that. They've got, you don't see, you know, Michael McIntyre on his first two, three hundred gigs because he wasn't ready to be seen. And this was weird because for me, and not that I'm, you know, big and famous, but, you know, it's like, isn't that the bloke, isn't he? He's been on television. He really is struggling for someone who's been talking like this either. Yeah. (laughs) Do the the Iraqi doctor. (laughs) What? You saw that? Um, So that was, it was a little bit more exposing and there's been a few nights of just going up there and just being like, oh, my God, what is... And it feels like at first... This is this is more in the past now because I'm, you know, I'm up and running. I'm raring mm. to go and I'm looking to jump on stage now as myself. But when you first go up there, how'd you hold the mic? How'd you stand? <laughs> how'd you talk? What you say? Ah! And everything, everything was weird. And there's been some, especially banter, because banter with Lee was so in your face, yeah. and it, it was it was it was always about cutting people down and you know s- sort of ripping the mick out of them, and that worked as Lee because when you're an audience member and you're there with a the character, there's just this unwritten rule that's more heightened, it's more silly, yeah. you can get away with it. And I was saying things that I'd said as Lee, which would ca- work just time after time as myself, and uh, people would just go, oh, oh my, oh, that's that's <sighs> really? actually horrible, Simon. <laughs> yeah. That's actually you're a horrible human being, and I'm there going, what? That normally gets... You loved it last you lo- time. What? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. When I insulted that bloke's weight, or <laughs> said that person was ugly, that, but so, so, that's yeah, been yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, that is so You have to rein in that the bands, basically. Just whole <laughs> shit. Yeah. Essentially, in summary, you have got to rein in the bands. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just the whole... Attitude, the whole yeah. Yeah. headspace that you get into has changed. Especially when you've been used to performing in a certain way on stage. Exactly. I've actually got a Lee charity gig coming up, and I'm a bit scared of doing that now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to get into it. It's like seeing an old girlfriend who you've like, <laughs> I, just, just, I just, I haven't thought about you for days weeks, and now I'm seeing you. I love you again. So, um, but you're not adverse to going back there, though. I'm not adverse to going back there um, when it feels right mm-hmm. and. Um, um, yeah, when I want to do it. But yeah. the great thing about this job is we kind of get to go where our heart is. Mm. Um, unlike an accountant. Yeah. You know, unless go, they I'm love accountants. I'm not into those figures, mate. Unless they love yeah, accountants. They fucking love it. Yes, that's yeah. true. We always say accountants. Like, probably they're, yes. Well, Jim's dad's, numbers. my dad's an accountant. I and he bloody got, loves numbers. I thought you got a little bit um, defensive there. Yeah, yeah he just talks, <laughs> he talks in binary every day. You're talking day. about he my dad? Yeah. <laughs> You've got slightly teary eyed, I think. Yeah. I always do. <laughs> no, which, which is cool. So I, um, yeah. yeah, I never say never. Yeah. No, I agree. But I, I, going back to the, like... I'm open to all offers. Contact <laughs> yeah. Avalon Management. <laughs> and that is all offers, by the yeah. way. Because <laughs> um, people will, like you say, people will have an expect. You'll, you'll step on stage and people will have an expectation of having seen you before who you are. I step on stage. No one knows who I am. So I can go straight in there and, oh, hi, I'm Jim. And everyone's like, okay, that's Jim. Well, your family. But people, do. They know you. They don't, not, <laughs> they're not allowed to come to gigs. <laughs> Especially dad. He's just chatting about numbers all the way through. Um, but people will have an expectation for you, won't they? Yeah, um, well, I think when I step on stage, people have a whole gamut of uh, opinions as to what's about to happen. Yeah, or exactly. People don't know who the hell I am. 
Um, apart from your parents, obviously, big fans of mine. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Um, and um, and then there's the Lee Nelson fans, and then there's people who know me for stunts, and then there's people who are just like, I think I sort of recognise, but I did. Mm. So it's, you get a whole mixture, which is also hard because you can't reference something at first i was trying to reference a couple of things and like maybe half the audience would get it and half like what what's he talk what and so yeah what i was doing at first was referencing stuff and um i remember phil nickel at an early gig at the comedy store and i was able to get access to you know uh, you know these places that people who have been going for a few weeks months would not yeah. so i was able to phone up the comedy store and go can i come on and do you know a few minutes um and um and then i was an early store gig and it was it was it was fine but it really does feel like you have got your right hand tied behind your back and you're in a boxing match. You're like, I just know that if I can just escape and use this, I can. So that, and I was referencing stuff that I'd done. I remember Phil Nickel um, gave, you know, great advice. He goes, "You you don't need to reference it. You don't need to, you don't need to talk about it. And I was like, oh, cool. And then eventually, of course, when I was ready, I was like, of course, you don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be coming on and going, this is what I've done. I wasn't doing it in a, oh, this is what I've done, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to give um, my pre- uh, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those who don't know me, yeah. um, significant <laughs> achievements here. Um, but it was now I do go on stage and you don't need to reference it because it sort of doesn't matter because your job on stage is to be funny and no one cares what you've done, how you've done it. They just need you to be funny in that moment. Yeah. You don't um, need exposition, do you? You just need to get out Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> read this flyer first yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's been mad I've been working as well with Luke Toulson yeah. um, who is a sort of the opposite of me he's a stand up aficionado he is a professor of the game and he's just been like no that's not stand up dude and I've been like okay okay and he's he's been like um, he's, been, he's been downloading his information into my brain as to you know what, what the game is yeah. as I've been doing a sort of crash course in stand-up comedy. But that's um, useful because I think stand-up can feel really lonely at times, actually. You know, if you're driving to wherever, doing a gig, coming home, it hasn't gone brilliant, you're sat in the car on your own or at the, you know, M1 service station, feeling like this shit. last night. <laughs> yeah. Every night. It's very raw. <laughs> Every night. Why am I still doing raw. this? And your mate um, doesn't reply to you. And <laughs> but you do, I think... Mum's dad didn't come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate mum. So I think it's nice to have people in the game that one have been there a long time and know it and two can offer you that support and and just you do need to lean on people sometimes even in an industry as lonely as stand-up totally totally like anything you know um doing anything as i say it is an apprenticeship as well you cannot avoid the hard yards on stage you can't skip that even if you are the greatest performer that has ever been born with stand-up comedy that you, you you step up on that stage you need the hours and the experience to clock that up mm. um, so I've just been cramming in gig after gig um, just to try and accelerate that because I've been like chomping at the bit so obviously when I go right I'm pulling the plug on doing a Lee Nelson tour okay so um, how are you going to um, what's what are you doing for a living exactly <laughs> yeah. Like ah yeah so so is, is Lee dead then Lee's not dead um He's inside. He's, exactly. Youth yeah. Vendors Institute. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, I'm th- in fact, I'm thinking I'm going to bring him back for a little sketch that I'm going to do with me to kind of um, take over some of the social media stuff from him and be like, dude, nice. I've got a speech. Yeah. You know, you've been taking all the credit for yeah. sort of everything I've I've done. Uh, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm funny. You're not. No, I, I am funny. I've been, you know, you... Yeah. And writing your jokes and saying you're, you know, what? 
you've been inside me. It's like a <laughs> hashtag like, me too movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's like the ventriloquist taken off the dummy. And now you've just got your hand. Exactly. Do you know what? In my head, that sounded more profound. Yeah. <laughs> as I was saying right. it, I was like... That's well, it, was, it was the demonstration as well. It was I mean, the plaster on the fingers. Yeah. I cut, I cut my finger opening a can of beans. That's nice. Yeah. On the M1 last night. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crying, crying into yeah. my can of beans. Oh, God. My life's not that depressing. Um, I'm, so can we move, change tact a little Should bit? we start recording now? <laughs> yeah. That's, is that the microphone's tested? Shall I just go one, home? Two, one, Let's two. do it. I might just go home. <laughs> Giles, we have uh, something exciting to announce here in the middle of the podcast, um, and that is that we are launching blank merchandise. It's official. No way. Proper, <laughs> proper merchandise. Proper merchandise. So if our listeners would like to buy blank merchandise, they can go to podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash blank, and you can get, well, you can get a range of things, can't you? You can get T-shirts, hoodies, mugs. What else? Baby grows? Baby grows, because I'm sure... You know, there's a lot of babies out there that love the Blank Podcast. Um, I know mine does. Um, and you can also get... The, we've got various um, designs, haven't we? We've got one that's got our Blank logo on, uh, and then mm-hmm. we've got two that are inspired by pod guests. Yeah, one of them was inspired by Rebecca Callard, who was on, I think, the eighth episode of the Blank Pod. Mm. And hers was to do with her video collection, which we were talked about at some length. And we thought that what video library, which was the video shop I worked in back in the nineties was an excellent name for a romantic <laughs> band of the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. And then you made this, uh, this great, uh, what looks like album cover of you and me with, um, hair from flock of seagulls. Um, so we mm-hmm. thought, you know what, let's make that into a design. So you can get that on t-shirts and hoodies and, and sweatshirts. And then we've got one that's inspired by Sanjeev Bhaskar when he talked about the three different stages of blank, fearful blank, neutral blank and happy blank and we've turned that into a design as well so um we've got various uh, designs that people can can get um and in different colors as well I'm, I'm very excited by this charles i'm really excited it feels like we're a proper thing now it does indeed um so if our listeners would would like to buy some merch um the t-shirts for example are 18 quid um the hoodies are 27 quid uh the tote bags are 17 quid and mugs are 15 quid and of course we do get a small cut as well of of everything that's sold so if you'd like to support the pod um then you can do it in this way and you'll get yourself some exclusive blank merchandise so go to podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash blank how did the stunts come about because I like those, the step ladder one in particular, like absolutely fantastic. When, well, when we did you start doing it? You said earlier that you, you would go around in character and do pranks, like when you were in your early 20s. So it's something you've been doing for a while. Yeah, anyway. I've been a dick for ages. <laughs> um, Excellent. <laughs> I'm not new at this. But were you being man. a dick to dickish people? And I think, I guess that maybe that's. Yeah, and then got knocked out one time and yeah. spent a week in hospital. Really? Yeah. What, what happened? That wasn't step ladder. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one you never saw. That was round one. Can no. you tell us what you was did? Anyone famous? No, no. Oh. It was just some hard lunatic in a bar in Manchester who I was taking the piss out of, and then he waited outside for me, tapped me on the shoulder, knocked me out, broke my nose. Fuck. I was sort of lucky to be alive. Shit. Yeah. Was yeah. One knockout. Oh, okay. Yeah, punch as well, did and you? then whacked him yeah. unconscious on the floor. Was it? Was this a TV? Was that for TV? No, this was just. It, it wasn't a prank show. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that for television? Oh, God, okay. Was that... <laughs> no, this is, this is in the medical school days. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, so, sorry. no, exactly. This yeah. was pre-having right. Oh, this was just... I was yeah. just an amateur. Keep up, Jim. I was just, sorry. <laughs> I was an amateur the dick then. Yeah. I wasn't getting... Just amateur, yeah. This is prank school. Yeah, this is prank school. This is the school of hard pranks. Wow. Okay. Yes, and you carried right. on doing it after, because that would, if that was me, I'd probably think, yeah, I might leave the pranks <laughs> <laughs> to one side. Oh, that you're too easily not. What one week in hospital operation? Oh, weird. Oh, come on, <laughs> loser. God. You Bro, are the yeah. yeah. He's going to end after he's being. He's got on a can of baked beans. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah. That's an omen. I'm never opening a can of beans in my life ever again. That's me. I'm very sensitive. You need to get the ring pulls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well no. You went, you you went it on that. <laughs> no, but you've obviously gone cheap. No, but yeah, obviously. Was well, you, were yeah. you just punching the thing? <laughs> yeah. I hate my life. Just with a knife. <laughs> no, but my mother-in-law showed me a hat that if you put the uh, wooden spoon, other end of the wooden spoon in it. You're listening to your mother-in-law about opening it. baked bean cans. She's very experienced in opening cans. Have you, I don't <laughs> really not. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to kind of poop the party here, but tin opener? Well, Anyone? Yeah but, yeah, but it's when they got the ring pulls. Oh, you think, was a ring pull. Yeah. Okay. You think, you know, this snapped. should be easy. Because yeah. they and do I sometimes fall in back in, position. don't they? No, I had it on uh. the side. I don't, it happened in a flash. You know, I just, it just like just, you're being punched in a bar. It just happened in a flash. <laughs> <laughs> don't, didn't put you off beans. Or your mother-in-law. I've had none. I've had no beans since. So, who knows? We'll get back. I'll report bean horse. Yeah. But anyway, you were talking God, about pranks. Sorry. You were asking a question about pranks. 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 Yeah. The big ones. What got me into them? So, as I say, always probably had that little part of my brain mm. of, um, um, you know, doing silly things to people who... And, um, and, and the first one was... As, so, a, a DVD launch. Lee Nelson DVD. Big launch. HMV. Um, is that still going? Is that still open? I think the it one is. in Oxford. It's it was. It was the one in Oxford. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think that is still there. Circus, but I'm not sure. God, I don't know. It sells very different stuff now. I think just <laughs> a lot of people living in there who yeah. aren't meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Still got the HMV sign outside, yeah, yeah. but it's um, um, uh, what's someone called? I'm just the name. What's it? Someone called uh, Squatter. Squatter. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Lots of squatting. We'll whack that in there. We'll redo that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do that in post. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, and um, there was a setup where I, I was. What I was going to do? I was going to nick my own DVD. Right. So that was kind of you know right. Lee nicking his own DVD. And what I thought I would do um, is I had an idea. I was like, if I nick this DVD, there's always there used to be much more. Uh, coppers on Oxford Street. Do you remember the coppers always on Oxford Street? And um, then I thought if I actually nick a DVD and run out the shop, the copper who they had kind of hired to look cop-like for the photo shoot for the HMV launch, um, and, and I would, would, would actually run out of the HMV and real coppers would see me running down with mm. a fake cop behind and they would assume that there's a real copper chasing a real criminal and they would get involved and that was the first kind that was the first one yeah. and it worked and um well by worked i mean i got arrested <laughs> <laughs> that's what you mean by successful no it was it was funny and it was that cross it was that cross section of of reality and character mm. um which which uh, obviously you know Sasha Baron Cohen has done to you know, beautiful, beautiful effect. 
and it was but, just one snippet of a moment. You're getting real coppers chasing the fake yeah, copper yeah. chasing me, pinning me down, arresting me, and then it's like you know I'm shouting, "It's my own DVD. You can't get arrested <laughs> if it's your own DVD." As I've got these handfuls of DVDs <laughs> running out, I'm giving out my. They have this DVD. Take it. Um, How did it feel though? Because you must at the time must be thinking. Oh, this, this is actually going exactly as I wanted. Well, I'm probably one of the few people when they get arrested go, well, this has gone to plan. Yeah. <laughs> so how many times have you been arrested? Don't know. Okay, um, you've lost a few, count. A few, a few, a few. Not tremendous amounts. I yeah. don't want to, you know, blow my own arrest trumpet, uh, but a handful. But a lot of the time the police um, will not, you know, keep... So the England team won. Um, when I joined the England yeah. squad on the way to the World Cup, dressed up in character as Jason Bennett, yeah, looking yeah, like yeah. with my, and I was amongst all the England players, and no one was noticing me because I was looking <laughs> like everyone else. And well, none like, of the players even noticed. None of the players even noticed. So everyone, there's lots of staff. Yeah, yeah everyone's yeah, wearing yeah. the same. And I was like, well, well. so then I just thought, like, to out, I don't want to actually be, you know, get on the plane with them. Imagine how. <laughs> like, you end up sitting next to like. Jermaine Defoe. I just wonder how far I could have <laughs> yeah. got there. How you could have played in the World Cup. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so England with twelve men. <laughs> yeah. Um, just keep going. You know, can I borrow you some of your kit, mate? Yeah. So then I'm managing Everton five years. Yeah, exactly, and that was when it all changed. Yeah, character. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's gone way too far. <laughs> Who do I tell now? Yeah. I'm the most successful yeah. British manager in the last decade. Is this a prank anymore, or am I actually good? They're pranking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Truman Show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I was in the middle of these things and they're starting to you know, head in and, and get actually sort of plane bound. And I'm just like, this is it. This is I went, so lads, um, am I in the squad or what? <laughs> My phone broke. <laughs> and, um, you know, Roy, Roy Hodgson, who's yeah, the yeah. And Roy, I don't know if you tried to call me. Um, or what? Because, you know, my phone broke. I've got my passport. I'm ready. I'm match fit now. <laughs> and everyone's like looking around and go, and that's obviously when yeah. they're like, I actually don't think this guy <laughs> should be here. And that's when yeah. then the they, the cops swooped in and yeah. took me away and bothered me off. And there's some good photos of me with the players laughing in the background. And that's when the coppers that are used yeah. saying about arrest, they didn't arrest me then. No. They were just like, well, the uh, well, do, I wonder if the sometimes they feel it... don't want to press charges, yeah. and uh, they're just obviously they're humiliated. That <laughs> I've just got round all their security. But are the are the police sometimes like, oh, it's you again? Yeah. yeah. Hello, uh, Simon. How you doing, mate? The, the first ones, the fir- when I went onto the pitch at Goodison Park, they were bastards because they just thought I was some, yeah, you, you know, some. Um, uh, they didn't realise I ran on the pitch with artistic value, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like one of them who just ran on shouting, oi, oi, oi. I had them. De-. So they just really, they chucked me in the cell. Yeah. They were, didn't talk to me. They kept me, they were very, they kept me all the way until all the trains and buses had stopped. <gasps> and really then they were like, are. now you can get out. Cheeky. Uh, and that was, yeah. So um, They must do that to actual people. That to actual people. Actual Thanks. people, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, the, actual thanks for valuing actual me. Actual criminals. I wonder whether actual humans get that treatment as well. <laughs> so, uh, but then the, often, then the more you guys are like, yeah. uh, that some of the, so uh, the, after the Theresa May one. Yeah. Well, Theresa May one had two layers of police. First of all, the terrorism officers who are these absolutely massive, I armed, bet. like six foot nine. I'm this tiny. <laughs> Jew um, yeah. is what I am, um, and um, um, I don't mean that disparagingly. I am yeah. Jewish. Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, this took a turn. Wow, <laughs> is he still in character? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, and I got pulled out, and they will have just heard, you know, it's a code six or whatever. Someone's yeah, called to yeah, stake yeah. the prime minister, and they're like, ready yeah, to go. Yeah. You know, uh, um, you know, great, right, lads, this is it. Moment. Get your guns ready. We got some terror. You know, and I come out and like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training for like 11 years to be an elite armed unit yeah. and we've got this bloke <laughs> what <laughs> like, like you know a strict headmaster could have dealt with this better uh, and, and so they one of them actually whispered up to me mate I'm a big fan of your stuff but I, think, <laughs> but I, think, I think you've gone too far this time. <laughs> honestly so he's that, giving you a critique he was yeah he was like big fan but yeah. he was one of the armed dudes and then when I went into the police van you can always tell, with coppers, they show they like you by loosening your handcuffs. Okay. So obviously the bigger the bastard you are, they will yeah, make yeah. you, because they are, they can be horrible. Yeah. Um, Why did that sound and, like a and, sexual and, thing? <laughs> um, that's you. Yeah, that's yeah, me. You, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I guess it isn't, but they're like, yeah. um, I don't know, just... Um, well, I was sort of in the back of a van with loads of coppers handcuffed. It was yeah. a little bit like being on a Hindu. <laughs> um, so I was there, and they, you know, they, they have to keep it strict because you are under arrest. Mm. You are, you know. But then after they let me go, they're like, "Mate, that was that was Probably right good. funny. That was yeah. gonna get a photo. That was <laughs> like you did that, man. We ate we ate Theresa May. Yeah. <laughs> she was responsible for the police. Yeah, cuts, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was up north, not exactly a Tory heartland. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so that the, afterwards, the atmosphere changes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the, the probably the worst what worst treatment was in Switzerland when I added the cheat box to the Volkswagen Golf oh, just right, after yeah, the yeah. emission scandal, and I went yeah. uh, interrupt. They're doing this big car launch. They had a Volkswagen, uh, this um, and um, I ran on a Volkswagen overalls with a little box going. Sorry to interrupt. I forgot to add the cheat box. <laughs> no one will find out this time. And then went under the car and started attaching it. And then what happened is I got taken out, and then the coppers came. And what they had heard is this dude had gone under the car and the Try to attach a box. Yeah, I also had a microphone yeah, yeah. with a cable, and they thought I was proper full-on terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. And my Swiss isn't was it Swiss French, Swiss German? Mm. It's just not not great. Not strong. So they were be. properly shoving me down, saying, "We're going to take you. Give us your phone. We're going to hack your phone. Tell us." It. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Um, I was just trying to persuade them. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm funny. Funny guy. Funny guy. Uh, they were interested. Um, <laughs> so I was wearing these overalls as well and had wires in a box. And then eventually their superior came in. The further up you get through the rankings, the more they'll kind of just listen. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll go, maybe we should like check this guy. And then they yeah, type yeah. into Google and like, oh, Lee Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iraqi doctor. <laughs> yeah. So and then suddenly they were like, very for good. Yeah. Good. It's like they're in character. They, there's the a end, lot. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I'm like, are you guys Sorry, as yeah. well? Yeah. <laughs> You're very good at this. Yeah. Like, I, I, get, I guess it's an incredible adrenaline rush, though, for you. Do you, or are you are sort of trying to get rid of the adrenaline because you yeah. don't want the adrenaline to get in the way of being. No, of course. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that <laughs> moment. Yeah. Do you know what? I was going to say something. I thought, I'm going to let this moment hold. Yeah, right, <laughs> see, yeah. what, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Three like comedians this... <laughs> not good with silence. Like, ah, please. Um, it actually felt incredibly awkward. Um, obviously, this pod's about blank moments and stuff. And I guess when you're doing the stunts, you have to be prepared. <laughs> you're for, like, like, oh, podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, shit. What's, What's the title again? Yeah. That's why we're here. Is it blank? Bring it back on brand. <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're very on brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to be prepared, I guess, for with the stunts and stuff. And, and stand-up, in a way, as well, of things going wrong. And actually having Absolutely. those moments and just sort of rolling with it or changing Stunts tacks. is all about the prep. 
you know, you've got to constantly work out, constantly think and constantly be thinking what can go wrong, what can go right, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what was Roy Hodgson like? Because we're Palace fans, so... He seemed like, a, a in the brief moments that I had with him, he seemed like a great manager for a club of Crystal Palace's size. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he seemed That's an excellent answer. answer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excellent answer. He was weighing up whether to take yeah. Jason Vent on the tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could immediately see his transfer knowledge was exceptional. Yeah. Man management skills, yeah. first, mm. first rate. Um, but, but he was a bit defensive, maybe. You know, I, I, defensive yeah, I thought tactically yeah. He, yeah, left, he, was he was a little left a little bit to be desired. Yes. But I only had a few seconds for <laughs> Yeah. Also, can Jason play right back? Because we do <laughs> yeah, cover yeah. for Wardy hey, at right back. No problem for money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's going to be an issue, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> you will have to sell the club. Yeah, which they are trying to do. So yeah. there you go. Uh, your question I've dominated. Jim, it's us again, and uh, we've got some big news. We have indeed. Uh, Giles, I can't believe I'm saying this. We've written a book, a book about blank moments based on this very podcast. Yeah, we've been recording this podcast for a while now, and as we've been doing, we've realised that everyone has these difficult blank moments. All our wonderful guests that we have on the podcast and our listeners get in touch with us all the time tell us about their own situations, their own experiences of blank moments. And sometimes that can be from a personal life, from their career, the relationships they're in, or maybe it's a public situation. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's one of those terms that can be applied to anything. Social anxiety, imposter syndrome, just sort of generally being off form, having an identity crisis. I mean, it's all part of the human condition. And yet we all get thrown off from time to time and sort of made to feel a bit helpless yeah so the book is made up of all these different chapters that sort of concentrate on these various themes that come up in the pod so whether it's uh, public failure social anxiety fear mental health grief all the things that our amazing guests have talked about on the podcast yeah i mean and those guests include louis theroux david harbour reggie hunter dawn french rachel paris amanda abington john ronson rufus sewell gary lineker all these people that really opened up to us about these difficult moments and what we've done is we've dived into them um explained how we relate to them talked a little bit about our own experiences and almost gone on a journey of this discovering blank moments and how they've helped us and we hopefully we take the reader on a journey with us yeah, there's loads of stuff in there for everybody, I think. It's a bit memoir, it's a bit self-help, and there's lots of interactive bits in there as well, so you can do your own gratitude list, and there's tips on uh, if you're having sleeping problems. So all different things that you can take out of the book. And where can people get hold of this book, Jim? Well, so it comes out in March in 2021, but it's available to pre-order right now from Amazon, waterstones.com, and hive.co.uk. Yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to everyone getting their hands on it. And uh, hopefully lots of people will be able to identify their own blank moments. And you never know what you might find out. No, I was I feel just, like well, I've dominated. No, no, no. Well, that's, that's how it should be. Um, no, it was just it was that, that adrenaline thing, I guess... Is there a bit of a comeback down after those moments, though, when you've... No, because yeah. if you've done it, then it's great. Yeah. That's, you know, then all the adrenaline is like, yay, yay. Um, probably celebrated a bit too wildly after. I came home after the Theresa May one, um, 
and was 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 buzzing after yeah. that, and probably had a bit too big a celebration <laughs> that evening. Um, obviously, there's always the come now. Was came through my door. I'm like, hey, I'm back. Put the news on, right? Put the news on. I'm on the headlines yeah. on Radio Four You're news. So I was yeah. like, that's the poshest. Let's go in the poshest news. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm on the news, and my kids are like, just literally couldn't care less. <laughs> um, but went out that night and had a large one, and then the next day did the first day of my tour. Okay. Um, well, that was a yeah, which was just it was it was. Uh, and obviously the whole press are there and everyone's and I'm like, mm. guys, I'm really <sighs> Can you just judge me on what I did yesterday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather than today. <laughs> um so that that was fun actually because I had a lot of photographers camped. I had to do a proper Justin Bieber and just, like hide and escape oh, really? out of my own okay. house for a few days. Wow. It's That's horrible. Really... It's horrible. That level of fame, which um, is just unpleasant. I mean, to not go off the rails when you're that level. Yeah. I went off the rails. I went to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but it's no, thrust but, upon so, you but... very intense and quickly. And well, yeah, I, it's idea. not a if, you know. But I'm talking yeah, yeah. that level where you get a slight window into. Yeah, sure. Imagine yeah, yeah. day after day, everything you do, everywhere you step, every. What I'm trying to say is, I'm really pleased I'm not more famous, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I've just kept a lid on things. Yeah, Try. same, same. Yeah. I don't want that size tour, mate. No, I don't want any yeah. tour. It's hell. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want baked beans and motorway service. <laughs> so no, but the photographers camp. So mate, it is unpleasant, and there must be lots and lots of people out there who are, um, you know, top level musicians, top level artists. Anyway, royal, fa- royal family members, royal, royal family members. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny, royal family members. I guess that's the one area you don't actually get to choose. Yeah, do you? No. You or don't. do you now? I guess you, you can. Or do you? We'll be back mm, after yeah. the break. <laughs> do you or do you not get to choose? We'll take calls, texts. So, will you, yeah, I, I, yeah, well, Harry and Meghan, they've kind yeah, yeah. of chosen. Uh, well, I think that's probably Meghan maybe going, well, hang on, we can bow yeah, out we don't a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Harry's like, oh, right, oh, yeah. oh, cool. bloody brilliant yeah, idea. Yeah. Well, can we still keep the crowns and stuff? No. No. <laughs> no, darling. Uh, that was the Queen, not Meghan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can bow, but they still can't, can they? Like, you still, it is a bit of what they're going to do, unless you hide away. Yeah, they're, they're still going to have matter where, Well, the second they stepped off the plane in Canada, there was immediately first yeah. taken. unless they do character comedy. And That'd they just be become great. other characters. Maybe they are character comedians already. They're really committed to it. They've done that. Would be, <laughs> would be amazing. But imagine like we get the freedom. I've been able to go. You know what? I'm gonna um, bit known, but I'm gonna change. Start yeah. a straight stand up. Imagine if Harry's like to Megan. I really, I want to give stand up a go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I know people are gonna judge me. Um, but first, <laughs> but you just got to step through. I listen to the blank podcast. I broke in. Um, in very powerful. Yeah. Um, What's the deal yeah, with being in the royal family? Guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know when you're butler, um, but just trapped, trapped, trapped. Right. Not a nice. No. Well, this is the thing. And actually, when you're talking about that sort of window into that incredible fame, you can imagine why people's mental health gets affected by being that famous because it must be unbearable. Uh, well, utterly, I, I can't. There must be countless things like Bieber and Britney and all the way where you're at the top. You, mu- you must go absolutely m- mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially some of those two young and started famous yeah. young. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening, guys, phone us, phone in. We could, oh my um, god, we should do a phone in episode or a great shout. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a disaster. There'd be, be no one phoning in. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is mad, but you know. 
Are we being um, we're whipped out? There's yeah. just so many oh. looking arounds. I haven't been able to focus for the last... <laughs> yeah, no, no. Everyone, should we wrap this up? They're doing silent kind of um, on radio. Well, we know you've got such a busy day ahead, you see. Thank so you. we don't want to keep you longer than... you that know. We've, uh, we are we really very grateful for you coming in. Oh, it's flown by. The wheels um, are just coming off this now. Yeah, yeah, There's meant saying. to be this big denouement final question. There were no wheels. Like, Guys, <laughs> shall we end it? Finish. Yeah. Where Bye. Are we? <laughs> well, listen, at the end of the podcast, normally we get our guests to. Normally, but today we're going to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> I have like let the side what? down. So yeah. I haven't talked about blank moments. You have. We have. We have touched We it. have. Yeah. And actually, well, shall I do well, the normal sign off? Well, I was going to say, well, normally the blank moments thing comes up without you kind of knowing it. Yeah. You've touched on quite a lot of subjects that could be. If you guys are happy to tell yourselves that. Yeah, well, yeah. we will. I thought that was... <laughs> no, it came up, I think. Yeah, it came up. Yeah. Should we not do the... the, the yeah, go for then? it. Okay, cool. This is all getting cut. Um, no, it's not. It's staying in. Does it all go? It's all no, go. no, we keep it all No, in. we actually do keep it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like people to know how unprofessional we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, at the end, we asked our guests for their advice on blank moments to anyone listening nice. that might be having them. Such as... Could Harry be creative. And, yeah. <laughs> well, you can target it at them. Yeah, yeah. they so, are two of us. Look, blank yeah. moments, um, while I'm not exactly sure what the definition of a blank well, that, moment is. Uh, brilliantly, we've got this sort of get out in that it's interpretive. Great. Yeah. So it means you just have to do nothing. Yeah. Whatever the guests talk about, whatever <laughs> happens, you <laughs> blank moments, you yeah. did that. Yeah. By, by, well, um, difficult moments, I guess. No, I, I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I didn't know if you guys had like a precision definition, but no, obviously no, I know no. I know what it's you mean by blank yeah. moments. And blank moments are the most natural, normal thing for any human being to encounter. And if you didn't have blank moments, frankly, you're dead. So yeah. anything you're on, any journey you're doing, any time ta- you're gonna get blank moments. Embrace them, learn from them. Jesus, this is getting a bit serious. <laughs> um, um, no, you know, move Quick, on. From I think that is, if anything, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Blank, blank. Who? <laughs> 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 anything you're doing is hard anything you want to do that other people aren't doing there's a reason lots of people are other people aren't doing them and it's going to be hard and you've got to overcome them yeah brilliant good stuff thank you thank well, you look, best of luck with the tour yeah thank you oh tour yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, simonbrodkin.com yeah um, and stand up in general like best of luck with it because it yeah, sounds like you're really going for it it and, is um, a lot of I'm having a good time good that's the main thing yeah top man Thank you, guys. Simon Brockett, yeah, thank you so much. for being on the blank yeah. podcast. Like, we never sign off like we that. Never, oh, my God. Honestly, I'm having one of that. It's the, oh, my it's God. The, it's the it's happened to you, Jim. It's, How do we uh, always sign off? B-L-A-N-K we just say thank- podcast. <laughs> We're using that now. <laughs> can we use that in future? Of course you can. <laughs> Simon Brockett, thank Thanks, you so mate. much it's for being on. It's a damn that. pleasure, guys. Yeah, thank Cheers. You. We told you he was on form. Yeah, he was very on form. You and I, have, I feel he like we're... He was down a peg or two, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, we've had like those games that um, you and I would be last on match of the day, I think. Yeah, we've, we've been a nil-nil draw. We, we're a nil-nil draw. Simon's like a 5 nil win. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Liverpool, and we're like the Norwich and Watford. Oh, I don't know. Really? Doing the... Norwich and Watford? I was thinking more Villa. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we've got, we sometimes got a few wins. Yeah. But generally, we're, we're, we're mostly good. overachieving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what a great guest Simon was. Brilliant, brilliant. Very guest. entertaining. Oh, yeah. I can always imagine what his stand-up's going to be like just from spending an hour with him. Yeah. And not... interestingly, he did say at one point, I think near the beginning of the conversation, that he always knew he was funny. Yeah. And and clearly, he is very funny. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he's got a natural 
funny bones. Well, not all, not all comedians are, actually. No. To be fair, and some really... It's funny he talks about doing character comedy. Name some, some that aren't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me. Because um, there are... Uh, some comedians aren't really kind of that normally chatty, but then they get on stage and they almost get into character. Yeah, of course, yeah. Doing yeah. stand-up. Whereas Simon Cleed is someone who's done a lot of character comedy, but I can imagine on stage, as mm. he was today, um, will be very much himself. Yeah, uh, very I'd much I'd love so, to go and yeah. see the show, actually. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go and yeah, see the show. I might try and go and get to see Simon, it. Simon, can I have some tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to try to say it, but... Um, Anyway. Still, that was a great pod. And do you know what we've got to do at the beginning of the pod? We've got to read out tweets. So we have to do it at the end of the pod this week. Okay, all right. So I've got a tweet here from Jex S or Sidoni at Sidoni on Twitter. And this is listen to this on my daily walk. A top 50th episode. Thank you, Blank Pod. And... Dame Kelly Holmes, who is so down to earth, genuine, and someone you feel you just want to be a mate with. So much res- resonated with me, as many of the interviews do. That's a very nice. And yeah, actually, that's exactly the vibe I got from Dame Kelly as well. Oh, Dame Kelly was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, I've got one here, a tweet from Steph, a little but a lot, uh, great name, who says, I just checked out the list of Blank Pod and I found Louis Theroux, Lindsay Galvin, Reginald D. Hunter, and loads more. How have I been sleeping on this? And actually, do you know what? That those three would be excellent dinner party guests. They would. That would be a great yeah. night. Maybe we should do an ultimate blank pod. We should do like a, a blank dinner party mm. where we get some. Like come dine those. with me. That's a great idea. But with uh, blank pod guests. There we go. Uh, I've got one here from Keith Randall, 2020. He says, "Blank pod with Dame Kelly Holmes set the bar very high. I'm pretty sure this is the best yet. So open, so inspiring, so." Genuine, many good laughs. I'm saving this one for a second listen or more. Wow, I love that. Oh, yeah, because you can sort of go back into them, can't you? And then, uh, yeah, please do that because it will get our numbers up. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, if you'd like to tweet us and let us know your favorite episode or bits you've learned from it, you can. Our Twitter handle is at Blank Pod. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook, which is the, exactly the same at Blank Pod. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. For this week's episode. Thank you very much to Simon for joining us. And thank you for listening. Um, Giles, have a great week. And you, Jim. Thank you. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Blank Podcast. Bye. Box Media Podcast.